ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه عباد الله 
اوصيكم ونفس المقصره اولا بتقوى الله فاتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون ثم اما بعد all praise are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most gracious and the most merciful and the best of his peace and blessings shall be bestowed upon his beloved prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and upon those that follow his footsteps Respected brothers and sisters in Islam, in a previous khutbah, we spoke about al-ajz or al-ayy and how humans, I don't want to say sometimes, unfortunately, in our days, a lot of times feel impotent, feel ajz, feel unable to do powerless which is a very dangerous feeling because it could lead us to failure and harm and this is why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us in a famous dua Allahumma anni a'udhu bika min al-ajzi wal-kasa we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from al-ajz impotent and kasa so gives us a huge indication mentioning Kasal after Al-Az. Kasal Aks Al-Ijtihad. So Al-Az definitely has a solution. Because we also learned from the last khutbah that ma anzal Allahu da' illa wa anzal lahu dawa' kama qal Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa whatever Disease, and when we say that disease is anything that's harming you and you're not able to deal with it, or you fear this subject or something or act, it becomes a disease because it will disable you. What does the disease do to your body? It disables you, whether it's temporary or Allah permanently. And that is what disables you. And we said, Al-Shu'ur Bil-Ajz, feeling impotent, feeling powerless, will disable you. And this is problematic. Muhammad said, Al-Ajz Wal-Kasa. He paired between impotent and laziness. There's a big indication here. So, what do we do? Last time we said, كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم إنما شفاء العي السؤال. He said the medicine for العي العجز which is a disease. شفاء العي السؤال. You need to ask. You don't know. You feel lost. Ask. Work with your brothers. Work work with your community. So this is on the community scale. Today we're going to talk about on your individual level. What do I to do? What do I need to do to treat? And I say treat. Al-ajz, impotent. Being impotent. Being disabled. Being weak. Being powerless. The feeling at least. What do I do to treat it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a beautiful ayah, Surah Al-Layl gave us amazing instructions for this condition. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
said, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والليل إذا يغشى والنهار إذا تجلى وما خلق الذكر والأنثى here Allah سبحانه وتعالى يقسم وهو القسم swearing by الليل والنهار وخلق الذكر والأنثى if we look at the first two Creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, layl wa nahar, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used them to swear by them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yuqsim bi makhluqatu alati karramaha. Aqsam bi shay'a zim. Al-layl wa nahar. Al-layl idha yakhsha is when the night covers the area that you're in. Completely dark. Wa-nahari idha tajalla, and the daytime tajalla mean awdah, bayyan. So you can see now. وَمَا خَلَقَ الذَّكَرَ وَالْأُنْثَى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swearing by whom? There are two tafsir to this. Swearing by خَلْقِ الذَّكَرَ وَالْأُنْثَى The creation of ذَكَرُ أُنْثَى And pay attention to this. ذَكَرُ أُنْثَى This is not our topic, but we need to know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala أَقْسَمْ بِخَلْقِ الذكر والأنثى males and females another تفسير وما خلق الذكر والأنثى والذي خلق الذكر والأنثى قسم بذاته سبحانه swearing by himself who created الذكر والأنثى but again giving a huge status to خلق الذكر والأنثى so three parts to Allah سبحانه وتعالى قسم powerful Allah swearing by three important things then he said, Subhanahu, inna sa'yakum lashatta. And this is where we need to focus on. Inna sa'yakum lashatta. A sa'y is when you move. And your motion entails results. Inna sa'yakum lashatta. Your motions, your moves are different. Shatta min at taba'ud. Shattan ay ba'id. In nasa'yakum lashatta, your actions, your motions are different. Mutaba'ida means different. That means some people will move quickly, will move with power, will move with energy, and others will move with laziness or will probably have zero movement, will not move at all. And this is the spectrum. In nasa'yakum Back to the qasam of al-layl wal-nahar, there's a big important indication. Al-layl is the time where we rest, where we get lazy, when we don't do anything. It's a haqq for our body to rest, but there's a time for rest. Wal-nahar, al-ijtihad. There's time for its tihad. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you a clear message. In life, there's time for rest and there's time for its tihad. And he started with a layl, with the rest. Why? Back to the dua of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma ni'udhuka min al-ajzi wal-kasal. Laziness. Which is another marad that we see around us. Tada bil-layl. 
the time of laziness and the time of relaxation. And then he said, nahar, the time of al-jid wal-ishtihad wal-amal, the time of energy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as if he's telling us, there is time for rest and time for energy. وَأَعْطِ كُلُّ ذِي حَقٍ حَقَّ أَعْطِ كُلَّ ذِي حَقٍ حَقٍ حَقَّ There's time for you to rest and there's time for you to work. You can't be resting all the time and also you can't be working all the time. إِنَّ سَعْيَكُمْ لَشَتَّ Whatever energy you put also, as we said, entails your results. You want results in life? You want production? It's based on your sa'i. It's based on your jidd ujtihad, based on your raha wal al-amal, based on your laziness or movement. Allahumma ni'udhubika min al-azzi wal-kasal. Al-kasal is what brings al-ajz. Do we see all this equation together? Very important for us to rabbi anfusna awwalan wa rabbi abna'na alayha. We teach ourselves before we teach our children. And this is how we want to raise our children, to understand these concepts. فَأَمَّا مَنْ أَعْطَى وَاتَّقَى وَصَدَّقَ بِالْحُسْنَى فَسَنُيَسِّرُهُ لِلْيُسْرَى Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you a recipe. He set the base, he set the concept, then he's giving you a clear recipe. فَأَمَّا مَنْ أَعْطَى وَاتَّقَى Those that give, and perform taqwa. A'ta madha? Give what? Taba'an, fi al-tafasir, al-ayat, yuqal laha nazalat fi Abi Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu arda, wa yuqal nazalat fi Abi al-Dahdah. In both stories, in the tafasir, about these ayats, in Abu Bakr al-Siddiq and Abu al-Dahdah, radiallahu alayhum, the story was giving money for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what we always hear. The application of the ayat is beyond money. Because if we're just talking money, most people then, this becomes inapplicable to them. فَأَمَّا مَنْ أَعْطَى is giving from whatever you have. Whatever Allah gave you. Time, energy, power, knowledge, Whatever you have, we all, we were all given something by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give. وَهَذَا مِنْ عَدْلِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَ And this is Allah's mercy and Allah's justice. He gave you something, doesn't matter your age. If you're young or old, sick or healthy, strong or weak, you have something to give. فَأَمَّا مَنْ أَعْطَى وَاتَّقَى those that give, so the recipe is you need to move, you need to give. If you want to take back what results, no results without giving. You need to give. Taqwa here is extremely important. What is it, taqwa? Again, the famous description or meaning for taqwa taqwa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yes absolutely but taqwa in essence is broader and we need to pay attention to the broader meaning of taqwa because it's applicable in everything we do in life فَأَمَّا مَنْ أَعْطَى 
أن تجعل بينك وبين ما تكره وقاية is to create a shield between you and everything that you dislike everything that's harmful you create a shield a shield so when we say taqwa Allah you're creating a shield between you and ghadab Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we all dislike ghadab Allah we don't want it we want his pleasure subhanahu wa ta'ala we're creating a shield between us and Allah taqwa jahannam creating a shield طيب how do I create the shield? That means I create a shield between myself and everything that's harmful, impedes my progress, prevents me from moving. So this taqwa concept is not just a ta'abudiyya, religious, rawhaniyya. It's in everything you do. Especially if your haya will become in a... a, a لله سبحانه وتعالى إن صلاتي ونسكي وحياة وماتي لله رب العالمين. If this is how your life going, everything تقوى. The concept is applicable for مؤمن وغير المؤمن. المسلم والكافر. The concept of pushing back, protecting yourself, creating a shield so you can move further. And the stronger your shield is from any distractions, from any harm, will help you move forward and faster and reaching your goal and achieving your goals and objectives. We need to understand this. We need to give from what we have and we need to have taqwa. What is taqwa? Creating a shield. How do I do it? How do I create this shield? Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu wa ardah asked Ubay ibn Ka'b radiallahu anhu wa ardah who was aqra'un in al-sahaba in al-Quran al-Kareem he is the most knowledgeable about al-taqwa and he told him qala ama salakta tariqan dha shawk he's asking him ma al-taqwa what is taqwa he replies have you walked a path with thrones ashwak he said, yes, Umar Ubay ibn Ka'ab asked him, and what did you do? Look at the simplicity of the understanding of the Sahaba, of concepts that we think we need years to teach. Simple. Did you walk a path with thrones? taqwa, Ya Ubay. Did you walk a path with thrones? Yes. What did you do? Qala ashtamiru wa uhadir. Ashtamir means I pull my thobe up a little bit so you don't get stuck in the thrones and I be careful. I walk with care. So I maneuver around the thrones. Simple. Simple. This is taqwa. Taqwa is two things. Ashtamir wa uhadir. And as al-ulama said, al-taqwa laha janahayn. There are two wings for al-taqwa. Raghaban wa rahaba. Khawfan wa tama'a. Ashtamiru wa uhadir. Two things. We need to ashtamir, take the proper measures. Take the proper measures. Wa uhadir. 
and I be careful, I'm vigilant, I'm looking, and I'm being careful, and I'm acting accordingly. Khawfan wa tam'a, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, taqwa comes when, and I khaif min shay, I know there's a harm, I want to push it back, utama'an, I want my objectives. These are the motives for taqwa. Raghaban wa rahaba, al-raghba fi, Again, I want the money, the success, the education, al-jannah, ridallah, firdaus al-a'la. These are things that I'm desiring. So whatever I desire, it has to be clear to me. And warahaba, and whatever I fear of harm, failure on earth, losses, al-jahannam wal-ayadu billah. This is how we start moving. This is how now we're starting the engine now. We're starting the engine. Where is the taqwa? Muhammad said, How do we connect these things now? After the break, inshallah. Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. At-taqwa ha huna qala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we said there's two things to ignite at-taqwa, but then it's here. What's in al-qalb? The ulama said there are three things that are important that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave humans. And if they don't activate and use to the maximum, they will never reach the goals that they want either on earth or fil akhirah al himma wal azima wal irada al himma wal azima wal irada three things I'm, i'm telling you my dear brothers and sisters very clear instructions applicable so we can go home and start working on them al himma min al ham aw al ihtimam al himma is interest wa tusbihum when you're interested in something Tusbihham, you become preoccupied with it. You give it all your attention. It fills your mind and your feelings. That's why we say, يحمل هم الأمة ويحمل هم أولاده ويحمل هم Because it preoccupies your mind. So the interest that leads to preoccupation of your mind. Simple and easy. Which leads us to filtering our interests. What are, what am I interested in? What are my kids interested in? Let's talk about terbiyah for a second. What are they interested in? Because whatever is within their circle of interest preoccupies their mind. If their interest is in safaha, watafaha, purely, I'm not talking about lab al-atfal, lab al-atfal is fine. But if a grown-up Interest is in safaha and tafaha, very futile things, trivial things, fun. If that's the interest, what's going to fill your mind? Are you going to be able to move to azima? Fix your interest. Filter your children's interest. And trust me, don't say, wallahi, he's interested in this. 
There is no innate interest. The interest that is showing, that your kids are showing at home, where did it come from? School. From their peers. Where is your input in creating their interest? You have a big responsibility to create your children's interest. And make sure you do a good job because wallahi, nus'al wa nuhasab. Create proper interest for you and for your kids. And for everybody around you. That's one thing. So that's al-himma. Second thing, al-azima. What's al-azima? Determination. Determination. Azm, shidda, quwa. When you create, when the thought comes, al-fikra, becomes an interest, preoccupies your mind, you need to have quwa wa azima. Where do I get the quwa wa azima from? Where do I get determination from? If you're used to, from your young age, on doing hard work, you'll have a good portion of it. But if you're used to, to a na'im, wal-raha, wal-kasal, where are you going to get azima from? Anything you want to do, say, oh, this is too hard. Oh, this is too difficult. Umar ibn al-Khattab said, أو نسب إليه أنه قال اخشوشنوا فإن النعم لا تدوم اخشوشنوا be rough be rough in your life avoid luxury تنعم في الدنيا it's okay نعم المال الصالح العبد الصالح enjoy it but you stay rough and be rough ready why rough? ready to take on the worst of tasks the most difficult of tasks, the worst of conditions when you're rough. in a hadith said, Don't you don't you listen? Don't you hear? Don't you hear everybody? Inna al-badadhata min al-eeman. Al-badadha is from your iman. What is al-badadha? Qila al-taqahul wa al-tawadu' fi al-hayati wa al-malbas. Al-badadha is to stay humble. Is to be rough. To stay rough. Rough means not look uh, bad or smell bad. Rough is your psychologically ready for the worst of conditions. You're ready to deal with any condition. If I don't have a car, it's okay. My life will move on and I will produce. If they stop selling my favorite piece of chocolate, it's okay, I'm not gonna die. If they, I don't have this goods or service available to me, it's okay, I'm not gonna die. If I'm not gonna wash Soccer game in the end of the week. It's all right. I'm not going to die. It's getting rid of everything that makes you weak. And being rough and ready for the worst. And the last part is al-irada. So once you have al-hem, al-himma, fikr, preoccupies your mind, the interest, you're already raised strong and rough. Never. Be very careful. A lot of people will destroy their children. Because they make them very dependent and they give them everything. They do everything for them, thinking that I'm taking care of them. You're destroying them. 
Let them try. Let them fail. Let them get hurt. Give them chores from a very young age. Let them make up their beds from a very young age when they're able to. Let them do it. Let them feel the responsibility. And if they don't do this, use the proper ways of discipline. You want this piece of chocolate? You're not getting it till you get this, till you do this. Let them get to, to the, the concept of being rough and being ready and responsible. Clear? <laughs> Don't hate me after this khutbah. This is how you create a generation of azimah. Ya'khud bil azaim. Ready to do anything. Become like following ulul azmi min al rusul. What makes those five prophets وسلم, special? Ulul azm. Because they were ready to do things that others can't do. Nartaqi. And the last one we said is al-irada. And al-irada in simple terms is that's when your heart will lock on the target. Khalas. How many of us have very bad habits? We really want to get rid of, but we can't. We've been trying for years and years. Why? The idea is there. The interest is there. It's preoccupying my mind. But maybe I don't have the azima. A lot of people tell you, oh, I can't do this. And if they have the azimah, they need to work on it. Once they have the azimah, your heart is full of himma wa azimah, your heart will ask for it. You will create the will. That's the irad. You will create the will, you will become powerful and strong, and you will get what you want. And we end with this. Muhammad sallallahu taught us a beautiful hadith. Allahumma la sahlan illa ma ja'altahu sahla. Wa anta in shi'ta ja'alta al-hazana Sahla. Oh Allah, nothing is easy except what you make easy for us. And if you will for us, you will make al-hazan. What's al-hazan? Al-shidda. Al-hazan is the difficult task. Al-hazan is the impossible task. Again, back to the last khutbah. I urge you to go watch it and connect both. Oh Allah, you will make the worst of tasks easy for me. You're not alone. You're with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing is difficult. You just have need to build your himma and azima and irada and this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said these two Allah will give you all the yusra all the taysir all the easiness now this is ease not in your move your move has to be rough and strong the ease in what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you those that will Take back, will not give. Wustagna, they don't care. They don't care that they're following their desires and hawa. Wakadaba bil husna, didn't believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fasanu yasiruhu lil usra wa layadu billah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make their life difficult. So the conclusion, my dear brothers and sisters, we make our lives easy or we make it difficult. This is the recipe for all of us. I hope, inshallah, you will use it, apply it on yourself. And on your children, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you alimina mayanfana wa yanfana bima alamana Allahumma zidna ilma 
اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم اقسم لنا من خشيتك ما تحول به بيننا وبين معاصيك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن اليقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا متعنا اللهم بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وأبداننا أبدا ما أحييتنا واجعله الوارث منا واجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا اللهم لا سهلا إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت تجعل الحزن إن شئت سهلا إنك على كل شيء قدير إن الله ملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وأنت يا أخي أقم الصلاة Just a reminder my dear brothers and sisters we have a group from ICNA Relief today standing outside with their table and they're collecting funds for